It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk Live. Greg Davis here with you. Thursday afternoon, welcome in to the program. Uh, if you're listening live, it's about five minutes after four. We'll be here until six. If you're listening later, well, you know what time it is. Find us later, PriorityTalkRadio.com. You can find the podcast, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got the live video going right now as well. And uh, you can find that on Facebook, Facebook.com slash PriorityTalk. Head over there and uh, just look up Priority Talk on Facebook. You'll find us. And uh, Paul Brazier is here in studio with me as we uh, observe another Thursday, uh, Theological Thursday. Yeah. Is that okay to observe them? I guess we could observe it. <laughs> talking <laughs> we of, could talk at it Talking of observing, that's what we're going to talk yeah, about. Observing right. the ordinances or the sacraments of the church. That could be, that'd be fun. That'll be our Theological Thursday discussion, and we'll do that uh, coming up here real soon. Yeah. Um, so get ready for that discussion. Maybe think about it this way. Um, how are the ordinances of the church important in your life or in the life of your church? And we're talking uh, now different churches observe different things, different, you know, uh, denominations or different. Um, so anyway, the Catholics have seven uh, sacraments. Sacraments, uh-huh. um, You know, Baptist, Methodist, those, you know, more. Um, you know, you're talking baptism, uh, Lord's Supper, communion, mm-hmm. you know, those type. So, um, some might even say a marriage. Yeah. Is, is, so, is a marriage mm-hmm. ceremony. Yeah. So, uh, these are all fair game. And uh, how uh, how do those relate to your walk with the Lord? Uh, what is the meaning to the of uh, to you? And uh, any stories you may want to share, uh, serious or funny or anything like that, we'll get into that. Uh, as we observe Theological Thursday, 205-941-1011. But just as we get started today, let's remind everybody, Paul, your football camp Oh yeah, this Saturday morning at uh, your church, at Central Baptist Church in Trustful. Trustful, off Highway uh, 11. just right out on the very edge of... Uh, it's really Argo. Argo. Uh, it's in Jefferson County, but barely, almost mm-hmm. in St. Clair County. Yeah, uh, Springville, Argo, Trustful, right in that area. So I fifty nine, I fifty nine. Get off on the Argo exit, take a right, and then take another one, and you're there. Uh, football camp. Tell everybody what you guys are going to be doing Saturday morning. We're going to be sweating. Yeah, and, uh, it might rain a little bit, but if it rains, we're good. And I may um, come. My son's yeah, coming. Come I may come. Yeah, I got uh, Trent's going. He's going to help me. Um, my son Luke's going to be going and helping. Uh, I got Elijah Shepard from who played at Austin P. Of course, Trent and Luke played at UAB, and and then I've got a uh, 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 Chase. Um, 
Oh, goodness, my brain stopped all of a sudden. Our brother Chase. Chase, I'll get it right if you're listening in. He played at Ole Miss. He was an offensive lineman, a four-year starter at Ole Miss. Um, I've got uh, Chase Hughes, Chase Hughes. Uh, and then I've got Alec Marsh, who played at UAB. Uh, and I think I think there's like six of them. I believe that's, uh, that's all of my guys I think I've got so far. So it's a good group of guys. They're going to have a lot of fun together. And yep. Well, what they're going to do, though, is we're going to sign in. If you can't sign up online at uh, centralbaptistch.com, if, you can't, if you're not able to do that, just come on at 830. Be there at 830. Sign in. We'll have a quick pep talk with the uh, coaches, with the parents, and with the, the players. Uh, I will actually work with, if you're coaching Little League, I will give you a a, uh, um, something I wrote up years ago for the Pell City Little League, and I've I've played, I've, I've developed a little bit more how to do, to develop your team, how to bring out the best in your team, and also how to use your your parents to help you uh, when you're coaching and uh, and trying to get things across the kids. And so, and I got yeah, tons of stories on that. that. You need you got to have need, help. Well, you need help, and you need uh, parents. You, you need them on your side, not against. You. Oh yeah, and, and there's ways to do that. There's been many. There, I remember one little boy was just. He's having a bad day. He's a big old boy, and he's a good player. And uh, I remember one time he, he was having a bad day, and I said, look, you got to get with it on this. And he got upset with me. I said, give me two laps. No. I mean, this kid's fourth, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I walked over there to Mom and Daddy. I said, hey, your boy's not minding me. I'm going to let you all take care of him. That poor kid, he ran. They made him run and he for 25 minutes, not stopping. And then when I put him in, he made all kind of tackles because he was glad to be back from running. And uh, so, so you got to make a team with your player, with your parents too, and um, and, and it helps. It just really helps to have that enthusiasm, get them all on your team together. Uh, and so we're going to deal with that. Uh, we'll work the kids. They'll go through the basics. They'll learn how to tackle, block if they don't know how. Those kids in high school, they're going to work with the college players. And the college players are going to teach them the latest stuff that's out there uh if you're a receiver if you're a linebacker if you're an offensive lineman a quarterback they got something for everybody there got some high school coaches that are going to help us too um got a, a bunch of homeschooling coaches is going to help they've got their own little team and they play high mm-hmm. schools and then uh springville's coach uh, john clements is going to help us mm-hmm. a little bit and bring some players too so that'll be a fun thing i think there's another coach or two that may help us too um out at moody and some others so, be so good. they'll do some football mm-hmm. drills and learn about football and all yeah. that get some good coaching from mm-hmm. uh, coaches and guys that's played college ball. Yeah, um, but then they'll also you know get a good witness while they're there. Yeah, the the, the players will uh, the mm-hmm. coaches and the former players will all share their testimonies with exactly. the kids and all those kind of things. At water break, we'll talk about one one of the guys will talk about the little things. Another guy will talk about you know preparation. Another guy will talk about you know staying focused and you know staying on course. And then uh, and then we'll all we'll share about you know how how the scriptures come into play there how your mind and spirit you know the body uh, jesus says the flesh is weak but spirit's willing if we learn to coach the spirit or let the spirit coach us then we'll, we'll give a lot more in the game of football and in life and so that's the whole yeah. point of it you know we're good so it's saturday morning this saturday week, from 8 30 to 12 like 48 hours from now it's over 48 hours is over you, you'll be somewhere recouping and exactly and taking in fluid exactly i'll be you know, I'm good, yeah <laughs> i'll tell you something funny that happened last year no it'll be hot yeah, but yeah. it'll be morning time it, yeah. it won't be in the throes of the heat no it won't day. be too bad and we got and a lot if they're of playing, if they're going to start football they got to get week, used to 
it. Yeah, they're going to be out there. There's that anyway. old song, you better get used to it. Yeah, because it starts. <laughs> it's going to be around, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, last year I got tickled. One of our I, I was new to the church. I hadn't been there maybe three or four weeks. And and uh, and so I got there. And one of the guys that's on the search committee helps coach with the Central uh, East Central uh, team that, that plays. And, and his name's Daniel Smith. And Daniel usually listens to you guys during the week anyway. But Daniel was out there, and he came running up to me, and he says, I didn't know you were going to do that. And I said, what do you mean? He says, my goodness, man, you're 61 years old. You just ran the cones, and you dove at the dummy and showed the kids how to tackle. Yeah, that's right. And I said, well, I just – he said, I know he's going to lay out. He says, next year I'm going to get a video. So I may get videoed. And, right. and everybody will go, his form really wasn't that good, y'all. Yeah. So, well, hey, <laughs> 61. I have a good time. 62 this year. Yeah, but we'll have fun with it. Now, you're yeah. – you're football coaching and we're going to get to theological thursday yeah plenty of time but your football coaching goes back a ways because um you 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 coached and we've told this here before but it's been a while you 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 coached very briefly uh a a real (laughs) legendary athlete i'll let you tell it yeah you're talking about uh, sir charles yeah Yeah, he was a little round guy because you're from leeds alabama Yeah, from leeds Uh and uh coach campbell called me says you know uh, he, he didn't call me. He just told me I was still at school. I was just about to graduate, but my football season was over. My career was over with football. And he said, can you come back and help me with practice? I said, what's up, Coach? He said, well, one, you know, you have pretty good technique. And he said, you know, you little guys had to learn how to do technique. And I got a whole bunch. I got 100 kids coming out for the eighth grade team. And he said, everybody was wanting to play football. And he said, can you come help coach? Well, long story short, I get out there, and I'm coaching kids, teach them how to block. And it was old school blocking and, and stuff. And this little ch- short, chubby, round kid came out, and, and I tried to teach him to block. I, I put a, a, a little guy on in front of him because he had great hands. I'd watch him play basketball and PE, and guy, he was unbelievable. And just incredible feet, footwork, hands. I thought he'd be a great tight end or even a, a fullback if he could just work on his speed a little more. And so, but you got to learn how to block. If you can't block, and you can't play offense, you know, you got to be blocking. So, I tried teaching him block. I put a little guy in front of him, and the little guy nailed him. And I put a big tall guy in front of him so he could get up under him. Big guy, the, the tall guy nailed him. I put a little another short fat kid. I thought they'd chicken fight, and he'd get mad because he had a little bit of temper. And uh, and that guy just nailed him. And finally, we're going off the field, and he looked at me and he says, and I called him round baller because he looked like a round ball, round head, round body, everything. The round I said, round baller, what's wrong? And uh, he says, um, he said, I. I don't get it. And I said, you got great hands, great feet. You're going to do great. I, he said, what do you think I'd do? And I jokingly looked at him and says, I'd stick to round ball. Yeah. And uh, long story short, he uh, 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 he quit the next week. And I was, saw him at, at class. And I went, where, where are you at? You, you didn't show up for practice. And uh, I said, you really are going to be a great player. He says, no, nah, y'all crazy out there. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> that sounds like so. And, and that's exactly what he said yeah. a few years y'all ago. Y'all crazy on, out there. On, uh, yeah, y'all crazy out there. And so long story short, he winds up. I get a phone call. My brother says, you got to come watch Leeds play basketball. They're playing Shades Valley, and they're going against uh, a really good player. Marvelous Marvin plays for Shades Valley. And he said, but you're not going to believe what's going on. Now, you got to remember, this was when I was coaching him in February. You know, Spring training. Spring training. They're starting basketball in mm-hmm. December. So yeah. I got out of college, and I shot over to see what was going on, and Phil didn't tell me who was all that good on Leeds' team because Leeds had some good teams back when I played and I mean a lot of those guys I played that I was I didn't play basketball but a lot of the guys that was my age or a little older or younger they wound up playing college ball in several places and um, so I went down to go watch them play and you know the warm-ups came out and here comes this big round round baller got big and tall 
he grew almost six or eight inches uh, from when I knew him to then. And, of course, round ballers charged Charles Barkley, and y'all know the rest of the story. But as he ran by me, I looked up at him, and he says, I growed up a little bit, didn't I? And I went, yeah, you did. <laughs> and uh, But they Shades Valley, this is the neat thing about this part of the story. Shades Valley got the tip off, and Marvelous Marvin got the ball. And they ran down to lead side, and Marvelous went up for a shot at the top of the key. And a guy that played center, the round baller, was starting mm-hmm. at center. He just took a run and jump and jumped, and he swatted the ball down. And I promise you, honest to goodness, I'm sitting in midcourt. He swatted the ball so hard that it took one bounce, and I caught it in the stands. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how bad he, he swatted. And that was against a good player. Exactly. That could get up, too. Yeah, I saw him beat Bobby Lee Hurd up most all, all four years at Bama, but he beat him up at, at Leeds when they played – when Huntsville came down to play Leeds a few times. And he uh, – you know, Bobby Lee wouldn't – somebody to sneeze about he was a good player too Charles a good ball player but he should, I think he would have done better if he played football I don't know <laughs> who knows well that's a great story you, you've yeah. told it on the show before but it's yeah. been it's I think it's story. been some years ago so thought, since we were talking about the football camp, yeah that's fun so if a kid comes and he's not cut out for football you'll tell him to basketball do soccer no. <laughs> right. yeah. hey I always believe in my kids though. I really do you know you have a kid that comes out and they're in little league and maybe they're too small or maybe they're not quite coordinated yet and a lot of folks are write them off but if you coach every player out there you'll be surprised some kids two years from now three years from now they hit a growth spurt and all of a sudden their coordination is incredible and they they wind up being the best player in high school or whatever i've seen it happen several times and so and i've seen a lot of kids that are really good and phenomenal at the little league level and they didn't make it at all high school uh, yeah Sometimes they just didn't grow anymore people peak out at different yeah times. and so you you coach them for where they're at and and believe in them and then when they go to the next level or whatever they do in life, they're going to believe in themselves and believe that the Lord's going to be with them. And the Lord is with you when you're with Christ. Yeah, so. Good lessons. Good stuff. All right. Uh, 205-941-1011. But uh, the, uh, the camp at uh, Central Baptist Church in Trussville, uh, be there 8 or 830, 8.30 Saturday morning. And mm-hmm. uh, you'll be in good shape. And uh, just you know, wear some some good outdoor shoes and some 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 shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> That's right. And uh, you know, just come ready to get for the kids to get a little active and uh, spend a few hours around some former college players and some some mm-hmm. current high school coaches and some high school players. Uh, kids up to how old? Uh, Eighteen high school. Oh, age. all the way through. All the way okay. through. Well, the older kids will work with the college primarily. Right. The younger ones will work with me and some of the dads. And so. So we'll we'll do real well with that, and, and you again, put a goalpost up. Oh, they put yeah, they put it up uh, yesterday. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's just PVC pipe. Yeah. It was funny. They'll line the field off tomorrow. They've already marked it off already. They're, after they cut the grass in the morning, in the morning, they're going to line it off. And um, and like I said, Central and I give I got to give Daniel and the Central folks a good shout out. They they bring all their tackling dummies and all their balls and and stuff. And then I got a handful that I bring, but not many. Yeah. Cutting that and, grass. Yeah, they'll Nothing cut the grass like that today old wet grass out there. Yeah. On the Ball field that smell gets fired up, man. That is, uh, you know, you go out on those early morning practices and you lay down in that wet grass to stretch, you know, or something. You remember yeah. those days? I remember uh, back when we played, though. I don't know if y'all had the problem, but uh, we had ant hill problems. Mm. Oh yeah, you get you you stretch in an ant hill, you're in bad shape. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, the ants would be yeah. on the field, no doubt about yeah, that's it. Some bad oh. times. Too. All righty, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's Priority Talk Live.
Box Mortgage, NMLS 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS 212-055. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So he's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, President of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey and his team create lasting relationships with all of their clients, and they've been helping many of our listeners across North Alabama. Put Fox Mortgage to work for you. Call 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage at 205-661-6868. They're quick as a fox. Hey, this is God's Comic, Brad Stein, and you're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. Listen to him every day. Just rip the knob off of your radio station and stay tuned. Twenty-three minutes after Pastor Paul Brazier here with us, we're going to uh, observe a theological Thursday discussion coming up here in just a few moments. We've uh, talked about the football camp coming up Saturday, Central Baptist Church in Trustville, right on the St. Clair County line, I-59, uh, between uh, Birmingham and uh, Gadsden. All right, that's the general location. Yeah. We got people that listen from all over, so yeah. it's uh, just to know where it's at. Um, let me give you this news story, though, um, out today. This is 1819 News, uh, good partners of ours that are uh, uh, kind of giving us this in a, in a really good, uh, concise form. I, I was told last week, I think I mentioned this on the air, Jason, maybe you can help me remember. Did I mention that I was told there was going to be a, a something happen with a gambling issue in Alabama? Did I mention that last week? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I was told that by a, a high-level uh a, you know, state government person didn't tell me yeah. what they just said something's about to happen. Yeah, some, yeah, that's exactly what you said. Okay, you know, uh, the Alabama Supreme Court ruled, I think it was week before last, uh, against Green Track. You remember they had a um, an audit basically, and they've uh, had a lawsuit, and they've come up and said that uh, they owe seventy six million dollars. Wow, in unpaid taxes. Now they had taken in, uh, I think it was. Over a billion and a half dollars from 2000 to two, 2004 till 2008. A billion and a half dollars at Green Track. Good grief. And uh, didn't pay any taxes. You know, they had these, uh, they had a, a scheme. Imagine that, gamblers having <laughs> a scheme to avoid, you know. So they, they were using several nonprofit organizations to well, get around. the government be a part of that. The they laws got a scheme, too. It's called the tax system. And the taxes. And so, um, now, Green Track, they have uh, hundreds of bingo machines, simulcasted Greyhound, thoroughbred horse racing, and um, and so you can, you know, you can bet in all those different ways. Now, some of that's illegal, and you know we've talked yeah. about that, and talked about it, and talked about it. 
So um, after this ruling of um, with Green Track, they you know they're now saying this was a they called it a political financial lynching. Um, you know that they never got a basically saying we never got a bill for how much to pay and all that kind of stuff. I don't, do you do you get a bill for how much to pay? I don't I, you know I don't find out anything until I actually I do mean, my yeah, taxes. Yeah, you file your taxes. You know, you you do your yeah. you you tell them and how much you owe and then now granted if, they change the tax laws every may, year. Maybe so I'm missing something, but because I've never been in an illegal gambling operation, I don't know how those yeah. things work. But I remember when several I used to be state, in an illegal gambling just operation, multiple. So here's the deal. Um, they say this is the quote. Uh, from uh, the CEO of Green Track, his name's Luther Wynn Jr. As of this day, Green Track has not gotten a bill saying you owe this. Uh, and then he says that uh, they are no longer going to uh, have electronic bingo machines in in their location. So that's a big step. That that's a that because they're illegal, and so uh, this accountability has made them go, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, let's not do this anymore for right now. So we'll see. Um, they're going to say they're going to convert the floor to be exclusively historical ha- uh, horse racing, since the tax on their bingo revenue uh, would be more than their revenue, and <laughs> which uh, it's illegal. But so you know that's what's the big something thing. funny here? You know how Governor Ivy stepped up? What was it yesterday we were talking about? What, what were we talking about that she uh, not wouldn't call a special session to uh, address to, to 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 yeah to kind of relax some of the abortion right. laws? But by golly, when it comes to that gambling stuff that she never has enforced, not once. No, mm-hmm. but there's a waving a dollar sign in front of her. You know. Now, all of a sudden, maybe she wants to enforce the, the laws? Well, I don't maybe. know if it's that. I think just the fact that they got held accountable for well, the I mean, taxes just, they think didn't about pay. This. You know, you yeah. and I have discussed this before. Riley mm-hmm. was the last governor we had in Alabama that ever enforced any of the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the that's ga- true. Bentley, Bentley stopped it, and Ivy has not uh, No, she's not lifted a finger either. on that. Yeah, they haven't. So, um, yeah. anyway, it, it's a whole scheme uh, of how what they were trying to do, and they got, they got called on it. And so, um, you know, the Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that bingo is a game played on paper cards. Okay, so if you you know churches and things have paper bingo, those are not illegal. But what they do is they got slot machines and they call them bingo. That's right. Okay, that, that's that's basically what it comes down to. It, they 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 uh, they they modify them a little bit from a slot machine, but not much. Uh, those those are illegal, and so they are going to um, um, they're going to not have a electronic bingo any longer at Green Track. So that's a big deal. Maybe that's some of the other deal. illegal uh, quote-unquote casinos around the state will uh, step up and take notice of this, and maybe they'll begin to um, to uh, to pull back on that as well. But if you just look at the money, a billion and a half dollars. No taxes. In four years. Just think, that's a lot of money. That's and, a lot look, of And money. that money, let's just say, it got... it. It came right out of the Alabama economy. In other words, that's money yep. people didn't spend at Walmart and Target mm. and you know going they out. They didn't to spend eat. in another state. They spent it here. Yeah, they, that's most all that money is money that didn't get spent in our state, and the the city, the local taxes, and the state taxes didn't get. Okay, so that hurts the local economy. And my goodness, can Green County? I mean, we're hurting Green County. They need the money in their economy, for sure. Okay, but um, we know what it's all about, though. Green stuff, the love of it. It is, it is, as our friend Dion says. Uh, yeah, he he he's he's the one that absolutely has nailed it. 
on this discussion uh, from Eldridge. I love what he had to say about it. All righty. It is a Theological Thursday. What do you say? The fat cat's... The fat man's pocket getting padded. That's it. The fat man's <laughs> pocket gets padded. That's it. Okay, we'll be right back on the other side. Theological Thursday here on Priority Talk Live. Good news, Christian values. We're going to talk church ordinances, uh, church sacraments on the other side. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Keetan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Theological Thursday. Pastor Paul Brazier here in studio with us. We're going to get right into that. Let me add one more thing, though, to that discussion we just finished up about the the green track and uh, how they say they're not going to have electronic bingo uh, there any longer after they've got busted on not paying taxes. Um, I don't know for sure. I'm assuming they will move those machines out of there. Okay, I'm just assuming they, they lease them, really. Uh, is my understanding. Um, but here's what will happen if that's the case. Those will wind up in my neighborhood and your neighborhood unless you've got a sheriff who will enforce the law. That's true. That that It's just going to free up more machines, mm-hmm. I would assume. Um, and maybe there's already plenty of machines. But I would just be on the lookout for that. And a lot of you right now have got all these bingo halls you know, opening up. Maybe this will put a little fear in some of them. You know, If you've got a little small-time operation going in a little – old two-bedroom house that you've opened one up in, uh, maybe this puts a little fear in you to go, hey, maybe yeah. I need to be careful here. Well, maybe it'll empower some of the sheriffs to, mm-hmm. to go out and, and make sure these folks are operating legally, not illegally. So anyway. Yeah, well, a few years ago, I ran into uh, some in, in St. Clair County, and I called the sheriff and told him, said, look, these are illegal machines, and they shut them down. And then a couple years ago, I, I wound up calling, I didn't know who the sheriff was in Talladega County, but I used to live right on, right on the St. Clair County line, but over the bridge is Talladega. 
and so I went over the bridge to Talladega to grab some chicken and and in a convenience store that they were selling it was just had pretty good chicken good I'll chicken. give them that yeah good yeah. chicken I wouldn't so I go in this Talladega convenience County store chicken. yeah I'm telling you it was a holy bird brother it was good and so we we go in over there and um and I looked at my wife I said Laurie um there's a big stack of stuff there it looked like they had just ordered a bunch of I don't know stuff to sell and uh, but behind it were four or five gambling machines mm-hmm. and they're over just playing yep. and so I just went over and took my well they were waiting on me um, and went back to cook the chicken I just went over and took a picture or two and there was a guy over there t- playing the, the machines and we walked out there was a door to a closet an outdoor closet out there that was part of the building it was open it had all kind of machines in there and they were mm-hmm. about to roll a new one in to replace the old one so I called um, the sheriff in, in St. Clair County. I said, look, I named the name of the place and all this stuff. It's in Talladega. He said, well, I'll call over there. I don't know if they'll do anything, but I'll call. He says, if it's in our county, I'd do something. But he said, I can't promise you anything, Paul. Yeah. It's county to county right now because yeah. it's not being enforced from the state level. Yeah, and that starts at the top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's uh, change gears. Theological Thursday. Um, and uh, today we're going to take on some. It's a big topic. Of course, spiritual warfare last week was a pretty big one. Yeah, too. that was pretty good. Yeah. But uh, this one, um, we're talking uh, church ordinances, some different church traditions. We'll call them uh, church sacraments. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Paul, as a pastor, I'll let you lead out on this uh, the, and, okay. uh, and go and kind of get us rolling on it. Okay. There, I, I just, Greg was saying, what could we talk about? I said, well, you talked about spiritual warfare last week. But, you know, uh, I made a post this week and, and about, you know, how parents around nowadays, if their kids sign up for football or baseball or something, they make sure they make all the practices and stuff. But I found a, a trend that's been going on for about 15 years now. If a kid comes to know Jesus, a lot of times the parents won't even get them baptized. They won't go through the baptism. They don't go through – they won't get them in church to even know what a Lord's Supper is or what it means. And, right. and so I've been concerned about that. I said, you know, we'll sign them up for football, and, and that's just for a season and for a couple of games they're getting ready for. But we're in a game of life, and one day they're going to meet the Maker. And you you were the one that started uh, – my thought on this um, just a few weeks ago when you you sent out something that said point zero 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 percentage of kids make it to the pros, and but everybody's going. They're all going to stand before God. Hundred percent. And, uh, and I reposted that today and said this about you know they won't get them baptized, won't do that sort of thing. So the to to me the deal is is either we don't know about baptism, what it means, what it stands for, or whatever. I said, but the but what I was telling you earlier about was. There's so many wonderful things that happens during a baptism service and a Lord's Supper service, but there's also some funny things that happen too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's just like God to give us something that's precious that we are excited about, but there's funny things that happens with it. And so uh, um, I may have told you uh, my first baptism at Central. Somebody told me that these are the new kind of waiters we got. And I thought, golly, that's like a cloth material. I've never seen anything like it. It's surely, I said, that repels water. He said, yeah, Brother Dewey, our former pastor wore those all the time. I said, really? And um, and that's what the person told me. That's what they believed that he wore. So I did the first baptism. I've been there three or four weeks, and some kids got saved. And I do a baptism. I put the waders on and go into the water. And I thought, man, this feels really good, you know? And so I get out there and. 
nice and warm i'm nice and warm it feels <laughs> i mean it just kind of fit and yeah. was great and you know i had my my pants on underneath it you know and just pull them up over my 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 pants yeah. and all my yeah. you know yeah. and so i get in there and i baptize you in the name of father son and the holy spirit and, you know buried with christ and out of new creation and all this stuff you know and so <clears throat> we get out and i go to the top of the stairs and i realized i'm wet mm-hmm those were liners that they gave me, mm. and I fell for that, you know. And so I didn't have any other ch- clothes to change into. Fortunately, the pants were dark, and I preached sopping wet. And so I, I got real tickled. Uh, I got up to preach, and I said, you know, folks, uh, I hope you enjoyed those five that got baptized today. And they said, somebody said, it's four, brother. I could hear somebody say, four, four. I said, no, it's five. Your preacher got wet. And I did. My, I held my leg out, you know, and the water ran out of my shoe, you know. I said, uh, the waiters that we thought were waiters were not waiters. And everybody laughed. And I preached probably one of my best sermons in, in the wet pants. But, but, you know, a lot of funny things happen, even though some very spiritual things are going well, on. Well, I think I told it one day here. Yeah. I did that with some waiters one time. And I'd been mm-hmm. using them for a while. And <laughs> um, I, I told you I can't remember if it was on air oh, or off there, but yeah, I got in there and I come out and there had developed a. It must it couldn't even see it, but it obviously was just like a pin size hole, really in them. Yeah, and it was right like at the groin area. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so you know, water was coming in very slowly. But you know, yeah. if you're in there. I mean, it's still it, coming in. That it'll, area. Make a, it'll make a nice wet spot in a sensitive place. <laughs> so. You know, um, yeah. So I, I I dealt with that as well. Yeah. Did you have what color pants you have on? Were they khakis? Uh, yeah, they were lighter. Oh no, they were, they were lighter color. <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, it was not good. <laughs> That's funny. But you know, there's a lot of things that happen that are hoot. You know, I've told you many times about. You know, one kid. Uh, now you got to remember, if you're not in the Baptist church, there are some things you miss when you don't immerse people. There are some funny things that really happen when you immerse people. Uh, I grew up in the Methodist church, and we primarily sprinkled, and sometimes we poured, and and there's some funny things that happen there too. But but I tell you, when you're dunking somebody and or immersing somebody, if you're going to be proper with your terms, there's some funny things that can happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, one one little couple little kids I baptized when they came up out of the water instead of standing up and letting everybody know they were okay so to speak they ba- they dog paddled to the other side and I just sat there and just watched them and just cracked up laughing you know uh, but you have a lot of funny things happen like that and I baptized one kid and I said pulled him back into the water and his legs came up he floated it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life like he was in the dead sea yes yeah, so yeah exactly and so i pushed his head down a couple of times his feet kept shooting up on the other side it was a hoot and so we laughed about that but you know there's a, so many things um there's been times i've i let um, dads if they're if they're saved dads or godly dads i'll give them an opportunity to baptize their own kids sure. and um i mean it's scriptural and so yeah some churches don't do that yeah they they, they think they act like you've got to be a, a reverend or an ordained or something yeah. like that. To and, I, and the Catholic Church is a whole other animal. Okay? Yeah. And if somebody it's wants to call in priest. with that perspective, that's fine. Sure. But, um, but um, I, I don't. I don't see anywhere where mm-hmm. it says a certain person has to be the one to baptize. It's all about the person being baptized. Really. That's right. About what God's done in their life, yeah. and, and it's uh, it's an outward and visible sign of what God's done on the inside, and it's their proclamation to the rest of the church. Yeah. That they know Christ is our Lord and Savior, and some of y'all will call it, you know, baptism is, you know, you're letting people know that you made a profession of faith, 
Uh, baptism is, uh, is in the Baptist church, say, well, they've received salvation. They've gotten saved. How about um, the Methodist church? When you they would say profession of profession faith. Of, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, sometimes you'd hear them say they got, they got saved or something, but it's rare. It's mostly, mm-hmm. you know, there's profession of faith. Or they confirmed mm-hmm. the faith of their fathers yeah. if, they, if they went through the confirmation class. Yeah. Cause, and you're more charismatic. They may say, uh, they may say saved or uh, filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we're like all that. talking about the same A lot thing. of A lot of different, you know, looks at it. And takes on it, and as far as the way people word it, but but basically that's what we're talking about is when you you come to know Christ. And of course, the Lord's Supper is a, an observance that the, that the Lord did. And we can talk about that later, a little bit later on. But baptism is a special time. Um, I, I've seen a lot of baptisms when they come up out of the water. They wouldn't have dry in the house sometimes because it's somebody that people were praying for. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a man that that uh, his daughters and his wife prayed for every. Every every um, service uh, for three years, and uh, um, and you know, and they were they were down at the the altar every at the steps praying at the every invitation, and um, as some people say, well, you know, he's not going to get saved. There's some people that said that, you know, uh, there's you know he may he may not be you know he may not get saved, and they just kept praying. Well, he did. He came to know Christ. And uh, when he went into the waters of baptism, one of his daughters took pictures from the baptistry. Mm-hmm. One took from out there, and uh, and then on top of it, um, there was a huge change in his life, and uh, really a wonderful man of God. And he's been living with the Lord for I don't know ten or twelve years now. And but God answered the prayers, and and it was a special time because they knew that he really came to know the Lord. Do you remember uh, your baptism? We'll talk more about the Lord's Supper as we move forward. But uh, how significant a marker. Uh, has that been in your life? Uh, your thoughts, stories, um, meaning, um, something funny, whatever it may be. Let's uh, we're talking church uh, ordinances today, and Catholic Church uh, would call them sacraments. Okay, so we're on two different uh, tracks when you go Protestant and Catholics in that in that in that world, uh, and we don't mind talking about both, but we're more familiar with um, the church ordinances, as we call them. Mm-hmm. We're, that, that's our area of expertise. If you're out there and you want to call in uh, about uh, the other as well, that's fine. Okay, 205-941-1011. Um, stories of baptism. Uh, we'll do that when we come back. Stay with us. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well-equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. This is Greg, and I want to thank you so much for listening. 
Healthcare that's budget-friendly and faith-based, it might sound like a pipe dream, but it's not. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is more than just a way to handle expensive medical costs. It's a nonprofit that brings together Christians from around the world and enables them to support each other financially and spiritually. Monthly gift payments are low, and you can rest easy knowing your gift is supporting fellow Christians. CHM has been serving Christians for over 40 years and satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills and for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB-accredited ministry and the only health cost-sharing ministry endorsed by Dave Ramsey. Are you ready to live out your faith in all areas of your life? CHM, bringing Christians together through healthcare since 1981. Visit chministries.org gather to join a family of believers today. That's chministries.org gather to join a family of believers today. Hi, Birmingham. This is Brian Bosworth. Enjoy the conversation with Greg and Priority Talk. We're back, Theological Thursday. We're talking church ordinances, uh, primarily uh, baptism and Lord's Supper, or some may call it communion. You know, there's a lot of different ways churches from different traditions yeah. Eucharist say things. So y'all don't y'all don't you know beat me up over if I don't use exactly the right word that reflects the way you know this. I'm I'm talking from my own background mostly, and and, and what I've learned from others uh, over the years. I've I've been in. Uh, preached and been in many, many, many different um, you know church settings and different denominations, and so I got a good background, but I'm I'm not experts in all of them. Okay, so we're going to take your phone calls, uh, maybe meaningful um, observations, maybe some something that's um, lighthearted, uh, like like Paul was sharing. Uh, either way, uh, we're uh, kind of halfway focused on baptism right now, but we'll talk about any of it as well. And we go to Marshall County, and we've got Miles on the line. Go ahead, my friend. Uh, this should be uh, lighthearted and also inspirational, I'd say. All right. I uh, led a young man to the Lord, and he was full size. This guy was 300 pounds. Oh. Uh, cattle ranch on the Tennessee River. And. Uh, so he, his whole family gathered around, you know, for the baptism. And uh, I had uh, the young man, his name was Alan. We walked out into the river, and uh, of course, the, the bottom of the, of the river slopes downward, you know, mm-hmm. as you walk out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had Alan sit down, you know, with his bottom on the bottom of the river. And, you know, I was standing there praying. They were snapping pictures, you know, and. Uh, you know how you you pray different things. You hold your hand up and um, yeah. They they snapped a picture right before I baptized, and then they snapped another picture right after I baptized him. And uh, it is it'll give you. And I know this is radio, not television, but there was a red circle of fire around him and I when I was praying for him right before I baptized him. And then the picture they made after the baptism, that you could see that red, whatever it was, whoever it was, Holy Spirit, I guess, going into the boy, sitting there in the bottom of the river in, the, in Tennessee. 
Because the old timers always said, you know, you need to need to baptize them in flowing water. It don't count, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's you know that's not my theology at all. Uh, but uh, anyway, that happened, and uh, I keep those pictures in my Bible. And I like to say God don't show up for a photo op very often, but. I got him on camera one time. Miles, I'd love to see those pictures. <laughs> I, would too. I, I wish you'd send them to me. Uh, e- email email them to me. I'd love to see them. Okay, what's your email address? It, just simply greg at priorityTalkRadio.com. I believe I can remember that. Yeah, greg at, and our website's priorityTalkRadio.com. So if you look it up, you'll find priorityTalkRadio.com. Just add Greg to it. I'll send them to you. Could he send it to you on Facebook? Yeah, or, or you could I do it through send, the. I, I can send. I can send it on Facebook better. I'm. I'm not real good with the email. Okay. Yeah. No. That'd yeah. be better. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, find us on Priority Talk or find me, Greg Davis. You, you'll find me. Okay, on Priority Talk on Facebook. Yes, yeah. sir. Will do. I'd love I'm, to see I'm those. Hey, thank you for the call, Miles. That's that's really good okay. stuff. Thank you, my friend. God bless. All right. Two zero five nine four one. One zero one one. Yeah, that's interesting. I'd like to see that uh, mm-hmm. ring of fire. That's, yeah, uh, like a tongue of fire, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, well, one one story I've heard over the years um, about baptism was uh, one young boy at a Baptist church, and he had he had for the first time kind of got into big church and saw the baptism by as you said immersion you know yeah. all the way under mm-hmm. you know some dunk some sprinkle some slam duck some dry clean <laughs> that's right but we're talking they were dunking them um and it, it really impressed him and so uh, he went home and thought about it over the night overnight wanted to play some church the next day and thought he would baptize the the family cats <laughs> had, had three of them uh first two um you know we didn't put up too bad of a battle um, but the story was that the third one uh, had watched the first two and didn't like it, and you know putting a cat underwater is hard, and so uh, that one you know clawed and you know uh, kind of you know cut up his face and you know arms and you know all that put up put up a good put up a good uh, act um, clawing and you know screeching and all that kind of stuff. What do cats do? Like you know all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, finally, after getting all tore up by that cat uh, there by the water. Uh, this little boy, the story was he dropped that cat on the floor in disgust and said, uh, fine, you just be a Methodist if you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> sprinkle that cat. Put them, yeah, just sprinkle them, not put Done. them under. So uh, like you said, yeah, there can be some fun things um, oh, yeah. come in with these. But, uh, but of course, bapti- baptism is very meaningful. And, uh, you know, some traditions, you know, um, tie that to the moment, that, that that be the moment of salvation or something mm-hmm. like that, that – uh, now, from our tradition, you come from Methodist, growed up. Mm-hmm. Now you're Baptist. Uh, you know, we look at it more as something that happens um, kind of post salvation. Yeah. You know, after salvation, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully soon after. Yeah. You know, the the New Testament model was immediately, often mm-hmm. immediately, go into mm-hmm. the water. You take Philip and the eunuch and different stories like that. Yeah. Um, but but we believe it's something that's symbolic um, of salvation. Hmm. Um, you know, I see a lot of people now using it as a um, as something that people do over and over and over again, almost like almost like it's a it's a sign of uh, repentance of sin, ongoing sin. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're yeah. like, oh, I man, I've been bad. I need to go get baptized. You know, mm-hmm. you see that in some churches yeah. now, very popular churches. Mm-hmm. Um, people get baptized over and over and over again. Yeah, and uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, you know, I, I, I think if someone has uh, you know understood the the gospel and the message of salvation, mm-hmm. and they have believed on their in their heart and um, 
confessed that with their mouth and yeah. and you you went and you were baptized I, I i haven't seen a need to do that again mm-hmm. not to to prove anything to god or the world yeah um in fact i've maybe i was wrong in this i don't know and be honest i've told people you don't need to be baptized again you know what mm-hmm. i mean they come yeah. they come go i need to be baptized well have you ever been baptized before well yeah i was well tell me about it mm-hmm. and you find out they had a, a salvation they, you know, they at yeah. that, and and they were baptized, and I'm like, you don't need to be baptized again. You just, mm-hmm. you just need to turn away from this sinful habit that you've got, and or whatever yeah, let, it is. Ask and, God to help you. Yeah, yeah and, and begin to walk in mm-hmm. victory. Um, going under the water, that's not going, that's not going to change anything mm-hmm. for you. Um, when you come out of the water, you'll be the same person. Yeah. Um, so anyway, baptism is very important, yeah. but I think it's uh, something that's given to us to do in in the right way at the right time for the right mm-hmm. reason. Sure. And uh, so I, you know, there's always this uh, thing with parents as well. I'm sure you deal with this. You know, parents come and they want their kid to be baptized. Mm-hmm. Well, I was baptized when I was nine, and I want them to be baptized. You know. Yeah, and every kid's different. And then you get to talking to the child, and they just don't don't get it, don't mm-hmm. have it. You know what I mean? They thought mm-hmm. they could just bring them to church, get them baptized, and then that's done. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. they hadn't maybe been really going through the process with the child of helping mm-hmm. them understand sin and all these kind of things, and um, so I've been in positions before where I had to tell parents, I, "No, I'm not going to do it. They're not. They're not there. Mm-hmm. They don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, uh, it's dangerous to to baptize somebody because then they go forward maybe later in their life thinking, "Oh, I got baptized. I'm good." Mm-hmm. And they really never understood what it meant to be a sinner and to be redeemed. I understand. You, you agree? I agree. I mean, I, I had a, a similar. My experience was a little different. Um, I grew up in the Methodist church, and and um, and we were confirming baptisms and stuff like that. And so, uh, I, infant baptisms in the Methodist church. Well, it was they could they called it dedication back dedication. in the day, but now it's infant baptisms. Yeah. And you confirm it, and then they confirmed me at nine, and I knew all about the Lord as far as love. But when I went to Billy Graham crusade. I asked to be baptized again because, you know, I I realized what sin was. Right. More. Now, that's what I'm saying. Different, I, different I don't have a problem with it. Again, <clears throat> if you if you yeah. got baptized and you didn't get it and you weren't ready mm-hmm. and you didn't really understand the full gospel yeah. message, I'm fine. Yeah. But yeah. when somebody says, "Oh yeah, I just been sinning or I've been cheating on my wife and I want to get baptized," <laughs> I'm like, "No, you just no, need no. to turn away from that sin. That's right. And walk in victory. We'll be right that's back. Good. Another hour mm-hmm. to come." It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio with Greg Davis. Priority Talk. Priority Talk Live. Greg Davis here with you. Hour number two. 101.1 FM, thank you very much for being with us, WXJC Radio. Download the free app, listen to the station all the time on the free app, WXJC Radio. 
You can also head to PriorityTalkRadio.com. You can find the Listen Live, and you can listen later there as well. We've got the podcast, uh, two podcasts, a daily and then a, a, a more uh, weekly type podcast of some of the great interviews and conversations that we have with uh, really compelling guests. So check that out as well, Conversations with Greg Davis. Uh, there also Uh, we're uh, glad to have you along with us we are uh, participating in our theological thursday discussion pastor paul brazier here in studio and we've been talking about church ordinances church uh, sacraments some may call them and uh, we're acknowledging that uh, we're we're not going to be all inclusive in our language for every denomination or every you know background we're doing the best we can, so y'all know what we're talking about. So we've been talking uh, baptism primarily during the first hour, and we can't get away from talking about baptism and then moving into uh, – we'll talk about the Lord's Supper or communion. I guess that's the two ways yeah, mostly called. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we'll, we'll move into a discussion on that. But let's not get away from uh, talking about baptism without talking about uh, being baptized in the Jordan River. Yeah, that's I mean, good uh, stuff. Man. I mean, you know, stuff. when we go to Israel, that's one of the things we're able to participate oh, in yeah. is to uh, – now, I have been – you know, we were talking about not needing to be baptized again, you know. Yeah. Now, I've been baptized in the Jordan River, yeah. uh, you know, not my original, you know, salvation, bab- you know, and then being experience. baptized. I yeah. did that when I was younger. But um, but just a, a wonderful experience, though. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't hurt anything. But it's not something, I, need, God. Not something I needed to do. No. Baptism it, doesn't save you. But it was special. Uh, to be baptized and mm. then to baptize others as well. Mm. Uh, I've baptized my whole family in the Jordan River. That's uh, neat. And, you got, and you got your still. I baptized. I got two more to go. Yeah, you got two more. Yeah. But I've baptized my wife uh, and both of my kids in the, in the Jordan River, and and many more. I tell you that last time we were there, I baptized a bunch. Me and uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Robertson. Um, Johnny's a good guy. Yeah. We, my back was hurting the next Johnny. day on this one side, you know, because you, you know, right handed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you go down. How many did you baptize? It was quite a few, and you're in that mud. Oh, that's great. You know, and it's, yeah. it's not like being in a baptistry, you know, yeah. or and when you're like the caller last hour, when you go down in that water, you know, it it drops off, and that's you're right. in mud, and of course, it, there's a platform on one of them. If you stand on one of them, there's a platform, but if you step off the platform, you're yeah. going for a well, swim. Well, we were there, you know, they sort of yeah. have the platform in the one in that uh-huh. in that spot where you're talking about. I stayed close to that but, on the but first it, time, but it had mud. It on was it. muddy, oh, so yeah. I just basically got down there and just locked in i mean i sunk down in it and then my foot hit the board the platform and i just didn't move yeah because it, you couldn't get your foot out of the mud you know yeah. it's hard to get out of it yeah. so i was basically just stationary mm-hmm. and just had to sort of you know, yeah. i couldn't step with them when i did it i yeah. just had to be stationary it's important if you can step you can, it yeah. helps and it i wasn't helps. able so yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't hurt but i'm just saying yeah. that right side back muscles got a nice little workout that day that's good but hey, uh, we clean. would encourage you to go yeah. to israel with us and get baptized in the jordan river it's fun uh, let me clean up something too a little bit this may help with, with what we we're talking about earlier i was baptized twice in methodist church and and i always wanted to be immersed but i wasn't and then when uh, your church wasn't real favorable toward doing that. yeah a lot of methodist churches they they promote sprinkling because they don't have baptistries yeah and it's just they, easier. Yeah, it's just easier. Don't want to have to go to the river. Don't want to have to go to a swimming pool or to, or to another church. They just sprinkle or mm-hmm. whatever. When I became a, a Methodist bivocational part-time local pastor, I found out that the Methodist church will sprinkle, will immerse, and, and will, uh, of course, uh, pour like the Presbyterians do. And so when I when I became that, I, I I gave everybody the opportunity to do that, you know. And so I wound up immersing. Probably as many as I sprinkled when in the Methodist church, and then when God moved me in the Baptist church, 
I had one problem before I joined the Baptist Church for many, many years, and finally somebody said, Paul, we're not rejecting your baptism at all. We're not rejecting, not your baptism, but we're not rejecting your salvation. We know you're saved. We just want you to follow along with what we believe the Scripture says. Mm -hmm. Because in the Scriptures it says he went out into the water and he was baptized. And the word baptized, baptized, you know it means baptizo, to immerse, fully submerged, Mm -hmm. to dip. And so I've always wanted to get baptized that way. So when I realized that the Baptist folks weren't doubting my salvation, it's just they wanted me to be be closer to obedience with the Scriptures was all it was. I was like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I get that. Sometimes people don't want to, though. Yeah, because because they just really feel like you're you're rejecting the salvation part, and and I realized then it, they weren't rejecting my salvation, you know, and and who bit? I mean, who wants to reject somebody's salvation because sure. you don't have a call on that anyway? Sure. But uh, but anyway, I, that's not what happened with me. But now when, there are some churches that won't even accept, like if you were say if you were uh, immersed in one denomination and you mm-hmm. come to their church, a different denomination. They want you to be immersed there as well. Now, mm-hmm. I, and I don't like that. I think yeah. if you've been immersed, you've, you've been spiritually you've been, you, baptized. Yeah. And, you know, you may not have your theology. If, if, that, if that's your, your denomination's be. belief. Yeah. And there's been several that, that came to to the churches that I've pastored, and they're coming from a denomination that a lot of folks traditionally believe, well, they believe baptism saves you. Well, if you talk to them long enough, you realize they, they really don't believe baptism saves you. They just believe you need to obey quickly. And get baptized that day, and so um, uh, it's really not that big of a difference. Really not, I don't think. Um, yeah, I don't split a lot of hairs on th- things. And, like and that. I'm the same way. You know, we recently did this story here. Uh, you and I talked about it, I think, about the uh, the Catholic Church coming out and saying that a lot. I mean, it was a lot of uh, Catholics church uh, baptisms were uh, invalid. Because the minister had been saying the wrong thing. He'd been saying Yeah, I remember uh, that. he had been saying, We baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, instead of saying, I baptize you. Mm-hmm. And for some reason in the Catholic Church that invalidated their baptism and that's a big deal in their wow. in, in their belief. Yeah, I remember now, that. Now for me, I think they're good. I do too. <laughs> but the but the Catholic Church uh, itself um, said that it was not it was an incorrect baptismal formula. Yeah. So you know, I, that's to me, that's getting a little too caught up in it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a you know, Jesus looked at Peter and said, "Simon Barjona, blessed are you. You know, upon this rock I'll build my church." Well, the mm-hmm. rock he's talking about is not the church. He's talking about the testimony in your heart mm-hmm. upon this rock. Because what did Peter say? You are the Christ. You're the Son of the Living God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, "Well, the Father's revealed this to you." And upon this rock, I'll build my church. He wasn't talking about Peter. And a lot of folks believe that Peter is the foundation of the church. No, the testimony of Christ is the first. You're in the church. You're a part of the church family when you receive Christ, your yeah. Lord and Savior. And you testify him as Lord. Yeah. And baptism represents that you have received Christ. He's cleansed you of your, your sins. And that you want to follow him in baptism. That's all it is. You want to follow it? Jesus went. He didn't even have to confess his sins. He didn't have any. Right. But he went anyway, and we're to confess ours as as a symbol of yeah. washing and cleansing and well, what he's and the done. Well, the neat thing is when we're in Israel now, we're able to baptize in in really more of the the known area where John was. That's right. And where mm-hmm. Jesus, you got to think, would have been baptized in that very area. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we – just Scripture tells us where John was, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, so we have that, and it happens to be the same area where 
the Israelites crossed the Jordan River. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's right on the, uh, the, the Jordanian border where mm-hmm. we go to baptize. You've baptized there twice. Uh, okay, and I've been to the other place as well. And the other mm-hmm. place is a little prettier looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they've got it. It's more like a Disney set or something. Oh, like really? That. Yeah, they got it. It's real pretty. This place isn't super pretty. Nice, no, just kind of muddy. And they've made it nicer since the first time I was there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but we go in and you know and if you you get up and go out the water on the wrong side, you're in Jordan, and uh, you know there's some guards there. Uh, so it, it it's an interesting place though, and we it's a very genuine. I feel like baptism. I do too. And uh, hey, let me say this too. Uh, some of you, a lot of you interested in going to Israel with us uh, will be just getting back this time next year. So we're talking a year away. Uh, go and you'll be baptized in the Jordan River. Let me plant this seed with some of you. Send your pastors yeah. to uh, to Israel. Man, do that as a as an investment in them and a gift to them. And I promise you, uh, you let your pastor go over to Israel with me for a week, and uh, they're going to come back with more Bible knowledge, more inspired, more uh, attuned to the work of God. Um, they're going to be a much better pastor when they come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, you agree? Yeah. Oh, I definitely Look, you agree. pastored how many years before you went? 20? Uh, it's about almost 20 years. Yeah. Well, about 18, 19. Yeah, and I'm not saying you were not time. a good pastor before. No, but, but, it, but it's what the gift difference keeps, did it make? It get, it's the gift that keeps giving, as my wife says. It's one of those things where when you read the Scripture and you go, how did the Pharisees know knew that he was at that house and they were going to come and, and, and kind of – Walk in on him. Well, my goodness! You look if he's in Capernaum, the the synagogue area was just feet steps steps away from every house in the whole community. Just preached on that Sunday. Unbelievable! Mm -hmm. You know, you you could throw a rock and and hit Peter's mother-in-law's house. That's right. Is that close? And so they see people gathering, and they'd go check and see. Well, they must be doing something sinful. Yeah. And then there's Jesus teaching. Well, and then when you understand, Jesus would get in the boat and. Go to the other side of Galilee, and the people would meet him. They'd just run around over there <laughs> yeah. and go meet him. They could see it's it. It's a long honking walk, though, but it, you know, it would be. But they you could, could do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, you could do it. So uh, send your Makes churches, send your pastor, send yeah. them and their wife or pastor and associate pastor, uh, send them to Israel. What a great investment you could mm-hmm. make in them. I promise you, when they come back, they'll be a better preacher, yeah. they'll be a better minister, they'll be a better person. When they come back, uh, let them go over and have these wonderful experiences. I, I've t- I took a couple of pastors this last time we went, and uh, and I hear and hear the testimonies from them yeah. of uh, of how it's uh, just uh, changed their whole um, you know like I said the gift that keeps giving every mm-hmm. single week, the Bible comes alive to you, and as you yeah. study and prepare and then share that message. You're just preaching it from firsthand uh, experience. I wish I had gone earlier uh, in my pastoring ministry, or even as a youth minister. Uh, I think I could have benefited a whole lot more in a lot of See, areas. I went in '99. I couldn't afford it, but yeah. Laurie and I saved and saved and saved, and mm-hmm. and we went and uh, we we got a little help from Hank. Hank wanted me to help partner, and he to take care of one of our ways, and then we paid the other one's way, and it still cost us. And um, I know why Hank wanted me to go, though. Hank Irwin, he he didn't want to baptize people in January. Mm. And uh, and he I got out there. Yeah, he, he he stayed out. Oh yeah, he snookered me on that one, man. And so I got in that water. And it was it was it wasn't cold, cold, but it was cold enough. No, when I went in January once, it was really cold. It was cold, yeah. man. It was cold. But that we water's uh, coming off that mountain. <laughs> yeah, it's something else. Now the the next year when when your wife and Debbie went uh, with Laurie and me, we uh, it was in like June. Uh-huh. It was it was nice. Yeah. It was real nice. Yeah, the then. water's nice. So really nice. Uh, email me Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll send you the information. And man, maybe maybe you're the person to sort of initiate this conversation at the church, and uh, send your pastor or uh, some of the staff. 
oh, uh, invest yeah. in them and uh, and send them along and they will be eternally grateful i can promise you that anybody interested greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com. all right we'll be right back we'll continue this theological thursday discussion church ordinances or sacraments We'll, uh, we'll start shifting toward uh, talking about the Lord's Supper when we come back. And we want your phone calls. Maybe you've got a meaningful story um, or, a, uh, uh, or, or maybe a lighthearted story. Uh, how important is your baptism? How important is the Lord's Supper uh, to you in your life? 205-941-1011. Fox Mortgage has been such a help for not only me, but my parents 15 years ago, and now recently my brother and his wife just closed on their first home too, so they've definitely made a huge impact on my whole family. My name is Erin, and um, my husband and I recently started the first time home buying experience, and we heard about Fox Mortgage through my parents. They actually bought a home and went through the process with Mr. Jim Corey and his family about 15 years ago. We were really impressed with Mr. Corey and his family and how personal they were and how they took our questions and really invested in my family with this first time home buying experience. Mr. Corey did a great job of calling me, asking me how I was doing, answering any questions that we had about the process, which I think is really important, especially when you're buying your first house. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. NMLS, Fox Mortgage, 1-84762, Jim Corey, 212-055. Look, whether you're looking for your dream home or a refinance, Jim and his team will work to find the right loan program for you at the lowest rate. Jim's ready to go to work for you today. Call him, 205-661-6868. Hi, this is George Barna, researcher and author. I hope you enjoy Priority Talk with Greg Davis as much as I do. And we return and continue our Theological Thursday discussion. Church ordinances, church sacraments, uh, primarily centering this around baptism and Lord's Supper or communion. Uh, I've called it both over the years. I have um, too. You know, yeah. I, I don't, nobody falls out over exactly what you call it. We're doing our best to use language that everybody uh, can connect with. But uh, we're glad to have you guys along with us. Paul Brazier here, 205-941-1011. Uh, welcoming your phone calls um, on these, uh, whatever you whatever you got, maybe something lighthearted, maybe something serious, maybe something very meaningful to you, uh, or a question. We'll take any of it, do our very best. Let's go to Danville, and Gary's with us. Go ahead, Gary. Uh, yes, uh, I just want to say first uh, about your talk yesterday about, uh, I believe it was yesterday, deconstruction. Yes. And uh, that was so good, really, really good. I, I really learned a lot. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's, it's an important topic that we need to be aware of that term and, and what's happening. That was in hour number two yesterday. It's there at our podcast if anybody wants to go back and hear it. All right. Gary, you there? All right. Something just Yeah, blinked. we had a blink. You know, there's a storm's coming through. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to drop. Gary, call us back if you can hear me. Uh, you got you got cut off from a power uh, surge here, or drop power drop. I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, we had a, a little uh, 
blip in <laughs> what was happening. So I, I call us back, Gary, because I know we didn't get to what you wanted to talk about. 205-941-1011. Uh, yeah, the, I, I had meant to mention that earlier today. When we get on these th- theological discussions, I just kind of lose track of <laughs> the show sometimes. Um, but when we're on and there's bad weather, we try to make people aware. Uh, yeah, look outside. Can you see out there? Look no. out there. Man, yeah, it's kind of kind of rough out there. So, uh, yeah, dark, and you can see the trees blowing as well. We're, we're more internal. We don't have a just a good look outside. We have a window that we have to kind of uh, crane, crane our head to look at. Yeah. So, uh, Gary, call us back, man. Gosh, I wanted to hear what you had to say, and I do appreciate that uh, that about deconstruction yesterday. Uh, you know, during the second hour, we uh, we talked about um, how people question, uh, doubt, or come to a crisis of faith, and and really how there's a whole movement. Especially among our younger, to, uh, to 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 cause that in people's life, to cause doubt, fear, and crisis in your faith, and uh, many people wind up walking away from the faith. Uh, they mm. they deconstruct is what they call it. Deconstruction. Yeah. You've heard the term. I've heard the term, but I, I had never heard it used that well, way. Well, a survey came out, and basically, pastors in the South. That the finding was, pastors in the South are not very familiar with this it's mm-hmm. something that's going on more out west and in the northeast that people are just walking away and the whole movement is called deconstruction yeah and so they just basically say deconstruct your faith question everything question authority yeah within in, in the faith they stop believing in absolutes that and that's it yeah truth we talked about that and we yeah. just talked about how you got to cultivate the soil um i talked to parents and grandparents and you know ministers um you know yeah. we go to matthew 13 and you know, we we talk about the parable of the, you know, the sower and the seed, and you know we've got to cultivate that that soil, yeah, where it can go in deep and take root, yeah, and it, uh, and and that there's a cultivation process that has to happen. So, well, see, we what and what the sacraments are part of that. Yeah, the ordinances are part of. Yeah, and that's it falls right into play because I really believe we've institutionalized a relationship with God. You you know, you do this, this, and this, you're saved, and that's all you need to do. And it's like going to high school and. Graduating high school, well, you got your diploma. You, you're you're learned. Right. You're learned. You know, and that's not what it's about. It's about a relationship with Jesus. And it's just like I, I said in my post this morning. You know, we take our kids, we get them the jersey, we get them the pads. They practice, and we won't let them miss practice. Uh, we want them to learn what team means. Yeah. And uh, and then, but when a kid comes to Jesus or is thinking about coming to Jesus, we won't even get them baptized sometimes. And and if they do get baptized, we take them to practice. We Show them the personal side of a relationship with God, or is it going to be an institutional, no, no educational doubt. thing? Many more are We've committed. Had a lot falling away. Many more are committed to uh, to ball than they are to the Lord. Yeah, There's or no music, or, or whatever. whatever is, you know, ball's or, big. Now it's this phone they're committed to. Ball is big. You know, mm-hmm. Okay, hey, before we hit the bottom of the hour here, yeah, big storms coming through Central Alabama. Now you folks up in. Um, you know, Blunt County North, uh, you know, for the most part, you guys are good. Uh, Gadsden across to Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, uh, heavy, heavy storms coming through right now. So uh, everybody be careful out there. And it's during the 5 o'clock rush hour. So uh, let's all, uh, you know, just slow down, take it easy. I'll tell you, if I was having to leave right now, uh, I, you know, I would go North Paul. Well, it went away. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably just sit here for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Go find a, I, uh, yeah, a cup of coffee somewhere. Yeah, and I'd probably just uh, go, hey, I'm going to hang on for a few minutes. Uh, hey, when we come back, though, after the bottom of the hour break, we'll uh, continue. I hope uh, hope everything's good with Gary. 
um, call us back, brother. Yeah. Uh, I hope everything's okay. We we had a little blip in the power, and that has to be what dropped him. So, yeah, I'm yeah, sure I think we did. switched over to generator. Did we? Okay. Uh, possibly. It's possible. Man, well, you, we were here, hits. you were here when that gener- when that transformer blew, Next weren't door? you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I caught the secondary, secondary and third uh, explosions Ooh, on, on video. Wow. Yeah, transformer blew right out here. Man, I thought we were under <laughs> attack. I mean, everything dropped. It boom, like boom. It. I mean, man. Lights go was, out on you. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, oh, we, yeah. we have generators here to keep yeah. us on the air. That's good. So uh, it's hard to know sometimes if the power goes out or if, or if we switch to generator. It, you yeah. can't really tell. I can't. Or tell. if Greg was using his hair dryer on high again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, heavy heavy storms coming through right now. So if you're out there driving and uh, you know if you're if you're going up 59 your way, Paul, toward mm-hmm. Gadsden, or if you're uh, 65 yeah, you, you, coming you, through Birmingham, you got a small cluster cell that's coming through right now, and it's in it, the inbound flow on that thing is coming from. Uh, it, 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 well, the Gulf is feeding it, but it's also getting an inbound flow coming out from uh, the west right now, coming down through Memphis. So, huh? That, that's that's what's making it. It's it's almost like a what, what the span would call a microburst situation. So it makes it even though it's like it's not gigantic, it's still kind of powerful volatile. storm. You can yeah. see it on the radar. Yeah. I'm sure if you're in it, you know it. But uh, if you're not in it, it may be coming your way. So uh, be sure and check it out. Okay, we'll uh, we'll return. Uh, we'll talk more about the Lord's Supper when we return. All right, 205-941-1011. This is Greg, and I want to thank you so much for listening. Healthcare that's budget-friendly and faith-based, it might sound like a pop dream, but it's not. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is more than just a way to handle expensive medical costs. It's a nonprofit that brings together Christians from around the world and enables them to support each other financially and spiritually. Monthly gift payments are low, and you can rest easy knowing your gift is supporting fellow Christians. CHM has been serving Christians for over 40 years and satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills and for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB-accredited ministry and the only health cost sharing ministry endorsed by Dave Ramsey. Are you ready to live out your faith in all areas of your life? CHM, bringing Christians together through healthcare since 1981. Visit chministries.org/gather to join a family of believers today. That's chministries.org/gather to join a family of believers today. Hey Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests, and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets, and at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com, that's P-E-S-T-I-E.com, and protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like...
means I try my hand at search for the Okay, we're back in. Glad to be with you. Um, we got some really bad weather coming through. Uh, I think our phone you smell it? Okay. We're we're smelling something burning. This is my new cologne. Got, you uh, new cologne. Um, Just cuz I go to the drugstore my yeah. cologne. I think <laughs> our I think our phones are out. So uh, that would explain why Gary uh, wasn't able to to get back with us. Um, like I'm dialing it right now, Jason. It's not ringing. Our phone, yeah, our phones are out. Okay. Huh. So um, not taking phone calls right now. Then uh, I don't know if um, Jason, if you can send word back. Yeah, or, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead, go ahead. We're we're just trying to hear. This is figure out what's here. going on. Yeah, yeah, I think our Wi-Fi is out. <laughs> Lots of things are out. Yeah. So uh, we'll just have to finish this one out the old-fashioned way. And then Paul and I may not be in a hurry getting out of here because, yeah. I mean, it is. We want to eat it. <laughs> I don't, we better order it in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it somebody is. Somebody else drive this weather, right? It is really, really Gee whiz, coming. That a water really strong storm winds outside. coming out, coming down. The wind blowing, blowing the rain. I mean, sideways. Just Gee whiz. Strong winds. So uh, if you're in the... Um, uh, if you're in the uh, pathway of any of this, you need to you need to sit up and take notice. Uh, you uh, you don't want to be out driving in this right now. Yeah. So uh, be really careful. I'm trying to get a look at the radar, and I just can't even get a connection. Okay. So, so I, don't, I don't think we're on the air either. Are we? As far as Facebook, are we? Uh, no, I think that got kicked off. I, I think yeah. the internet is. It out. says it's live, but okay. I, I I think everything got shut down. I don't see you moving when it's Gary. Says live. I uh, hate that, brother. Uh, I wanted to hear what you had to say, and uh, maybe you can get in with us tomorrow and uh, catch us up on that. But um, we um, we're not able to get any phone calls right now. Maybe, maybe can you reboot the? Sometimes they reboot the phones. Are is Todd or them? Are they here? Do you know, Jason? Nobody's here. Okay, yeah, we're just we're just done. <laughs> oh well, uh, there used to be a, a resetting of those phones, um, so I don't think we're going to be able to do it though. Okay, let's talk about the Lord's Supper. Yeah, let's go for uh, it. As we talk church ordinances and church sacraments, um, uh, some churches don't pay a lot of attention to the Lord's Supper. Yeah, uh, and then some probably. Uh, Probably make it out. Um, um, I don't, I'm, I'm gonna be careful what I say here. Um, probably hang on to it for too much, yeah. And, and they try to um, uh, they try to turn it into into more than maybe it was even intended to be. You know, you take some churches, they hang their whole um, theology of salvation on whether or not you've receive the sacraments mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a consistent manner. And they'll, they'll take the sacraments every week. Yeah. You know, for, they'll for do such it every reason. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Bible doesn't instruct us on how often to do this. Jesus said as often as you do this. Yeah. Um, you know, so it doesn't give us a prescription. I don't have a problem with the church doing it every week at all. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the church not doing it every mm-hmm. week at all. Well, you know, if you take it in con- context, you know, you, you look at it and you go, he says, for off as you eat and drink, you know, well, that could be three times a day. Well, I don't think he meant that. But then he also, but you got to remember the time of the year it was. It was, it was Passover. Passover. Right. And it may have been just one time a year. I don't know what he was saying, but he said, as off, but all is. 
off as you do this, remember me. Of course, Paul had to clean up some issues with the Corinthians in Corinthians chapter 11. I use that that passage of Scripture more than I do the Gospels because he's, one, he's quoting Jesus, but he's also telling them how to take it in a right way. And Paul says that, you know, uh, I give to you what the Lord gave to me on the night he, you know, was betrayed. He took he took uh, bread and took uh, the wine and, and all, and he goes through all of that, you know, and and then he's, he concludes it with, uh, you know, a man, a person must examine himself when they eat and drink of the Lord's Supper. So it's important that we're right with the Lord when we take it. Uh, we're, uh, you say, well, Brother Paul, I never can be right. No, we never can, but we can always ask God to forgive us, and He is faithful to forgive us for our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us, and and so we can take. So you've got the Lord's Supper. You, to me, the Lord wants us to take it as often as you want to take it. And that's just me. We do it quarterly, and then we have some special times that we do it, uh, that we take the Lord's Supper, because we want to uh, do that as a bringing us together uh, under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We want it to be a symbol of that. Um, we do that. Uh, we have a special time when we do the Lord's Supper on Christmas Eve, and that's a special time. And then we got other times that we'll, we'll designate for that, too. But we do it quarterly. On every fifth Sunday, we're going to have the Lord's Supper. That's coming up in a couple weeks. So, really a neat thing. So, does it make? I'm not saying that our way is better than anybody else's ways. I'm just, just the way saying we do it. It's just the way we do it. You yeah. know. And and I've been in churches that do it like that, and some only do it on special occasions. Yeah. Uh, you know, Christmas has become a big time for that. Um, I don't know that there's a uh, direct link between Christmas and the Lord's Supper, but uh, for you know people, mm-hmm. some people they that's become a big thing. Yeah, because uh, that's Christ's Easter, purpose for being here was to go to the was, cross. You know, so. Easter there's a more direct tie, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's what you're celebrating mm-hmm. is uh, is that time when he uh, gave of gave of his life and then was resurrected, uh, and so and that's the time frame you know that yeah. that we celebrate that happened. So um, those have a more direct tie in for sure, mm-hmm. but some overemphasize it. I would say some underemphasize it, mm-hmm. and there's a balance there. Uh, I just wonder if we were, uh, if we could have some people call. I just wonder how important that is to someone when they, um, when they decide what what local congregation to be a part of. How mm-hmm. important is the observance of the Lord's Supper uh, by that church? You know, do you uh, in your years of pastoring, did, have you ever had someone? that was looking to be a member of your church or something, um, maybe they're new to the community or looking for a church, ever quiz you as to how, how you often. observe, yeah, how often or how you do it, the manner in which you do it, the timing in which you do it. Has that ever been something that was high on somebody's list mm, as far as? Probably one. Yeah. I probably had one person ask me, and and honestly, uh, uh, it was more, when do we have the Lord's Supper, and, and do you do it this way or that way? And, and uh, it had nothing to do with them not joining or joining it wasn't a thing that like okay. that they just want to know if it was you know if you were going to serve it right because a lot of people miss it they miss it because if they've been around a church that does it in a very special way they miss it because it is a special time and it's a special time we remember his death and burial and resurrection but we remember his death a whole lot and we don't it's important we remember the sacrifice that he made uh, I'm preaching on Ephesians 5, 22 through 33 this week, this Sunday, and, and, and Paul tells the men, you're to sacrifice for your wives as Christ did the church. 
And so it's really important that we as guys understand how Jesus sacrificed for all of us. You know, he sacrificed his mind, he sacrificed his body, I mean. He sacrificed his life, but he sacrificed when he lived. He walked, took people places, shared with them, taught them. There's a lot of sacrifice in Jesus. And, and I think sometimes when you emphasize the Lord's Supper, you need to emphasize what Jesus sacrificed. Absolutely. Know? Perfect life, uh, submission to the Lord. You know, um, he gave up his will for the Lord's will, and that's what we're supposed to do. And so it's a wonderful time to to share the gospel with people that way. And um, I love Lord's Supper. I think it's special. What with you having a background in the Methodist Church, what was the um, what's the main difference between the way you observed that in Methodist churches versus the way you've observed Baptist churches? In the Baptist Church, um, um, the the deacons and or the ministers actually come out to the congregation and serve them. Primarily, traditionally, that's what the, we do. We take the elements to them. They 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 eat in the pew. They they uh, um, they take all the elements there in the pew. Uh, in the Methodist Church, uh, there's an altar rail in most Methodist churches, and that people will come up, and the um, the preacher will serve the bread. The the pastor will serve the bread, and he'll get somebody else to serve the juice. And uh, and they'll they either give it as a cup, or they will. Sometimes they'll take a, a loaf of bread, literally a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. It's not a, unleavened bread, and they'll tear it off. Some are using pita now because they want to go close to the scriptures. Yeah. But they'll tear the pita off. They'll they'll dip it into a, the, a common cup. Uh, they're not drinking out of the cup, but they're dipping yeah. it. And I've done that. And, um, and that's that's a really we that's would have the bread. It would be thing. one loaf, but we would break it into different pieces. Yeah. And you grab a piece and dip. Mm-hmm. And that does freak somebody people out when they come in. They think everybody's going to drink out of the same cup or something yeah. when they well, see Well, sometimes it. they think, well, what if their fingers are clean and dirty and they, yeah. they actually touch it? You know, there's people that get a little yeah. and, germaphobic And when I was there. doing that, it was more pre-COVID, too. <laughs> yeah, it was very pre-COVID, yeah. So, uh, I don't know if that's happening much anymore as far as that, that method. Now, they call that method uh, – I've, I've heard it called several things. Intincture. I've heard it called intention. I don't know where those words come from. It's just some things some pastors taught me when I was in the Methodist Church. And honestly – they did that a lot at camps. I remember when I went to Camp Simitonga for years, right. they would do the Lord's Supper on the last day, and it was a precious time and very moving, you know, because you're tearing the bread off like his body's being torn, and then you're applying the, the, um, the juice that represents the blood to it. So it was a really an interesting and a very moving time. Um, but, you know, I've had some really strange things happen with that, too. I don't know if you want to go to that right now. <laughs> we might do that yeah, on last Yeah, go ahead. No, we got a couple <laughs> I remember one time um, I was in the Methodist Church, and I was a bivocational um, youth pastor and associate pastor, and I was taking the juice in one cup, and, and Pastor Brother Bobby was taking the bread, and they were all lined up at the altar. Uh, the, the next group was up the altar, and there was an elderly lady came down, and uh, she had to be in her 80s, and she had a hard time kneeling, but she wanted to kneel. And so she was a few beyond me i was started at the first of the row and brother bobby would go first and with the bread and i'd follow with the juice and and about that time i just happened to notice that she tore the bread off and she put it in her mouth you're supposed to hold it to dip it in the cup that i'm bringing around mm-hmm. and but she put it in her mouth and so I, I reached up and bobby was wearing a robe and i reached up and i grabbed bobby's robe and i said hey brother bobby and before i could get him to turn around to give her another piece to dip in the cup she took the piece out of her mouth 
and dipped it into the cup. And man, it grossed me out, brother. I mean, it just it really is, well, it's just bad. Her, I mean, what do you do? You know, at least uh, your dentures uh, didn't fall. And out. Uh, she uh, she she took and uh, and we served the rest of the people that way. So so what, Jason? I said at least your dentures didn't fall. I couldn't, into oh, what yeah, you say? yeah. Okay, put your headphones yeah. on. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. her hey, dentures hey, stayed hey, in hey, there. I was about to say at least her dentures didn't fall out into the dipping cup. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And that would have been uh, yeah. rather interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, so afterwards, I get this, Jason. After it was over, the pastor said, "Hey." Um, Paul, what did you grab my robe for? And I told him what happened. He went, oh, God. He said, then he looked at me. He says, I sure am glad we're in the Methodist church. I said, why is that? He said, because you and I took first. We took the Lord's Supper before we served anybody there first. There we go. In a Baptist church, you know, the last one to be served is the preachers and the, and the deacons. That's right. So you get the cooties. Yeah. Get to, yeah. So it was a, it was a gross <laughs> time. It's funny. If it, you were to call Bobby up, he'd probably crack up laughing about that. But, mm, uh, mm, but mm. it was a really, really interesting time. And you, we've had a lot of funny things. Things happened with the Lord's Supper. Um, uh, we had a lady buy a bad bottle of juice, and it fermented. Oh, dear. And, uh, and after, oh, it was bad. I, I've never drank alcohol. I was my first Lord's Supper service in the Baptist Church. Hello. And uh, we served it and served the, the bread everybody took. And I smelled something. Yeah. And uh, the chairman deacon says, oh, your, your nose is just messed up. And um, by that time, we served the juice out, and I prayed. And, you know, in the Baptist church, you pray, and everybody drinks together. And everybody and started I, giggling I went, Whoop. reason. And that guy looked at me, and he says, something's in that. Did you do that? I said, I didn't do it. And, you know, Miss Carrie Payne did it. And and uh, uh, we had a good laugh about it later on. But I don't want you to know, this guy wanted to crawl under a rock. <laughs> because I thought, I, I've never drank in the Methodist church any alcohol, right, being raised Methodist. And here I'm in the Baptist church church and i just served the lord's supper and that, that stuff fermented jubal 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 uh if you know you know all right uh, yeah. let's take our final break funny stuff. phones are dead uh, i'm sure we probably would get some some phone calls on this and uh, we'll we'll follow back up on them but uh, hang with us we'll be here until the top of the hour priority talk this is bailey and this is lil we just bought our first home through Fox Mortgage. Sisters Bailey and Lil talk about their experience working with Jody Davidson at Fox Mortgage. So when we first started the house buying process, our parents referred us to Fox Mortgage. When they bought their home, it, they said it was just a great process. We used Jody with Fox Mortgage, and she was very, very helpful, quick with our responses to our silly questions uh, again we were very not experienced in the home buying process when we went to closing on our to close on our house we were told that we had the lowest interest rate for that day that they had seen in a while as well they made the first time home buying experience extremely easy and a smooth process call 661-6868 fox mortgage quick as a fox nmls fox mortgage 184-762 when you work with Jim Corey and Fox Mortgage, you know you're dealing with integrity and people who care about your needs. Give them a call at 205-661-6868. Whether it's a first-time mortgage, a refinance, it doesn't matter. Jim and his team will find the best rate for you and the best plan. 205-661-6868. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. 
We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256 739 3337. That's today's family dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment 256 739 3337. Today's family dentistry in downtown Coleman. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hi, everybody. This is Andy Andrews. And when I'm in Birmingham or anywhere in Alabama or anywhere in the United States on the Internet, I love Priority Talk with Greg Davis. from you. 
Our final few moments together here on Thursday. It's been a theological Thursday. Pastor Paul Brazier, we talked about the sacraments, the ordinances of the church, and we focused on uh, baptism and the Lord's Supper. And so uh, we, Paul, great job. I, you know, last segment you were doing all that good <laughs> teaching and talking, and I was highly I distracted trying to trying to deal with the uh, make sure we weren't burning down. Yeah, the issues here. <laughs> here, um, we're good. I, th- I think we're good, but our phones are out. So uh, hopefully we'll get those, you know, back up and running tomorrow. Probably so, but um, I hated Gary got cut off because right during the middle of a phone call. Oh, so, yeah. and then I know he probably did try to call back and couldn't because mm-hmm. I've been trying to call and it doesn't even ring. I mean, not yeah. even on my phone it doesn't ring. Yeah, I tried you don't to even call. Hear I tried to call these phones and nothing, nothing. happened. It's just dead. Yeah, so, negatory over here. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's yeah. Our, our, the phones are are out. So I got sort of highly distracted trying to uh, communicate and all that kind of stuff so had some other had people texting me going hey we can't call you know all this kind of stuff so it was a uh, it kind of went crazy there for a few minutes but anyway that was a good discussion today and you told some good stories that's for sure yeah, some well, funny stuff. sometimes it's a little too funny but <laughs> and i say too funny but you know is those things called sacraments to some people and ordinances for other people you know it's uh, it's just a way that we try to show our love and our devotion to the lord and our obedience mm-hmm. and um and that's why in the baptist church they call them ordinances those are things that you know we're trying to be obedient about and in in methodist and catholic they call them sacraments and they are sacred i get that you mm-hmm. know it's a sure. sacred time so whatever you call them's fine uh i think but um either way around you do them as an act of worship mm-hmm that's what it's all about. It's worshiping God. Uh, I told our people the other day, I said, you know, it really shouldn't matter what songs are actually sung in a church or what even the message is, as long as it's being preached out of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. What matters is, is how are you going to join the songs and the message to give God praise or right. give him your brokenness or whatever. And to me, these sacraments show him that we, he's ours. He's really ours, and we we really want to be His, and we're His children, and and we claim we claim, and we know that we're His, and we know Him as our Lord and Savior. But we're saying, you know, I believe you died on the cross. I believe that you rose from dead. I believe you can forgive me of my sins, and I can be baptized. And I thank you for that. Yeah. And so it's it's all about being together, worshiping, and giving Him praise, and being an active worshiper. And so that's, that's to me what's about. Well, so. and we were talking about how frequently you know to observe, say, the Lord's Supper, and, and I just I remembered um, that a, a church that I used to preach in sometimes, and um, they made I think they had times when they the pastor led and they observed as a church body, yeah. But they would make it a, make a, the elements available, the you know the bread and the and the and the juice mm-hmm. or the wine, whatever they served. Uh, they would make it available every Sunday. In other really? words, there was a place. You know, in that. the worship center that you could go mm-hmm. to, and so if you wanted as a father to take your family, you know, and you could do that. You could do that on any Sunday. It was sort of mm-hmm. part of the response time, you know, the invitation mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, uh, altar call, whatever. Um, it was part of that time, and there was just a table over here to the side, and mm-hmm. you know, um, some people would be knelt in the altar, some would just be, uh, you know, where they were. Some mm-hmm. were standing, some were singing, some would go and just, uh, you know, observe the the Lord's mm-hmm. Supper either by themselves or, or as a family. Yeah. So, and the thing I like about it is it's an intimate time with the Lord and with, with each other, I believe. So, good stuff. All righty. We'll let it go there, and we'll be back on Friday. I'll be here. 
And uh, we'll look forward to another edition of Priority Talk. Listen live, listen later. You can do that at PriorityTalkRadio.com, the podcast. It'll be there. It was a Theological Thursday discussion on the church ordinances. God bless you, everybody. Be careful out there in the weather. Still coming across central Alabama, quite heavy. And uh, we, we felt it right here in this building for sure. Uh, we'll talk again on Friday. Take care.